Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Andrew Reserve with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. Uh, I know I said yesterday on my podcast that I was going, I wasn't going to do a podcast until probably next week, usually Sundays or Mondays, but uh, um, I actually was able to get some time today. So let's do a little review. Since I harped on all the lines on the, uh, Detroit, Detroit Rock City. I must admit, I must admit, against, despite the loss, 0-2 to start off the season, Lions lost 27-30 against San Francisco 49ers. You know, truth be told, Lions actually played the better game statistically against San Fran. They got more yards total, 427 to San Fran's 346, more first downs, not by much, uh, 25 first downs to San Fran's 23. And uh, the only thing that Detroit lacked was the turnover ratio in which San Fran was plus one. Uh, Stafford redeemed himself, 347 yards, three passing touchdowns. The problem is, is that it's been the same old problem for the past, you know, seven, eight years for Detroit. Honestly, they never had a running game. Even when they picked up Reggie Bush, they struggled to, you know, with getting the ball rushing on the ground. Uh, when you're throwing the ball 50 times a game, I mean, that's going to be a lot of pressure on a quarterback. Regardless, I don't care who you are, whether you're Rodgers or Brady. It's just, it's how good the quarterback is. How great can he be to overcome those kind of odds and be able to keep your team in the midst for running of a, a playoff hopes or a division title or a conference championship or the Super Bowl. So I've seen guys like Rodgers, Rodgers or Brady throw for games for, you know, 40, 50 pass attempts a game. Brady's never really had a good running game either, though. That's the thing. He His last decent running back was probably Cor, Corey Dillon, I want to say, when they picked him up from Cincinnati back in like 0203 and even then Corey Dillon was pretty much past his prime by that point you know uh running back's prime usually goes from you know from the time they enter the NFL up until like I want to say season 8 season 9 of their career then you know they kind of start to drift off and that's why I think uh you know guys like Adrian Peterson are going to fall off I won't say so much fall off but he's not going to be that same person He's not going to be that, you know, 12, 1300 yard rushing. He'll get you eight, 900 yards probably this year. And that's not bad for a run back his age, uh, 32, 33 years old. There's nothing wrong with that. But not to get too off uh, key, Lions have no running game. Eight carries for 43 yards. Uh, this Johnson dude, I never even heard of him. Golden Tate, seven receptions, 109 yards. Great game. Uh, Jimmy G did his thing, 18 to 26, over 200 yards passing, two passing touchdowns. Detroit just has no running game, but that doesn't excuse the fact that <clears throat> when it comes to Matt Patricia and Detroit, you know, LeGarrette Blunt got, he got booted from the game, let's put it that way, he had eight carries for 38 yards, so that doesn't help, and, and if they ever do pass the ball so much, they never run the ball enough, you know, you get some of these guys average four or five yards carry, and then they just go away from it, which doesn't make any sense, I don't know why guys like <clears throat> Patricia always go for that high power offense. And I get it; it's a different era. A lot of people want to see passing touchdowns, a lot of highlights, a lot of catches, things of that nature. But Detroit just isn't one of those teams. They need to understand that. They need to know their limits. 
And you can't put a quarterback, a guy like Stafford, put in that constant situation every single game where he's throwing over 50 passing yards a game. You know, his he was 50% completing the ball yesterday. I mean, that should tell you something. Uh, or no, that's not his completion percentage. Excuse me. Um, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I mean, he basically almost is 50%. I mean, 34, 53, you do the math from there. It's just, it's, that's a lot of passing game, man. To compare 53 pass attempts to Jimmy G's 26 pass attempts. That's nuts. It's very unheard. It's, I wouldn't say unheard of, but a guy like Stafford, you do not, you, you do not want him to throw in the ball 50 times a game or 40 times a game for that matter. You want him at most 30 times a game. That's the best you're going to get from a good quarterback like him. Guys like Stafford or uh, a Derek Carr or uh, a Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins need just at the most around 30 pass attempts a game. That's that's it. But, uh, you know, Detroit's going to put him in that predicament. And uh, Stafford, you never know. He's uh, like yesterday, he'll get you three passing touchdowns and he'll look unstoppable. And the next game, he'll throw you four picks like he did last weekend against the Jets. But Detroit starts off the season 0-2. It's too early to tell, but I stay with my prediction. I still think they go 5-11, 6-10 at best this year. Lions players, uh, they just do not like Matt Patricia. Simple as that. You try to uh, bring that Bill Belichick mindset into Detroit right away, it ain't going to work. You got to warm up to the guys. You got to greet them with... You know, with respect, with uh, respect, and all this and that, you can't just be like a full, like you know, uh, how can I say this? Um, I I can't find the word for it, but you can't give that that blunt force trauma of like I'm the guy in charge now. It's my way or the highway. It doesn't work like that. You you you're you're trying to you know you're talking to grown ass men, so that's how it works in the NFL. This isn't college football. Guys like Nick Saban. Keep in mind, he tried doing that when he went to Miami, right? When he tried to coach Miami Dolphins, he tried to bring that blunt force, uh, you know, mentality to Miami. It didn't work. Guys like Jason Taylor were like, nah, dude, it ain't going to work here. It can only work in certain environments as long as you warm up and show that you can win there. Nick Saban does in Alabama. It sticks. It works. Bill Belichick in New England. It sticks. It works. You know, and very rarely do you see that kind of coaching tactic nowadays. You know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, you kind of saw it. You know what I mean? You saw it with the Bill Parcells and the, the, the Bill Cowers and this and that. So it's just a rare thing nowadays, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it's so much players being oversensitive, but it's just like, look, man, we get paid millions of dollars just, just like you, except for putting the work on the field, so... You gotta respect me just as much as you, uh, just as much as you do, or the any of the other coaches. So, with that, Detroit Lions fans, I ain't hating. I'm just speaking facts over feelings. Y'all lost 30-27 against Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, I'm sticking with it. Five and eleven season, six and ten at best. But you can hate, complain, whatever. Voice your opinion, please feel free. I would love to hear y'all. Or anyone for that matter, and what your kind of uh, agenda is on Detroit or San Fran for that matter. I don't think San Fran's gonna be that good of a team. Um, I do think there'll be a big improvement from last year. Um, I do think you know probably eight and eight, nine and seven this year. We'll see though. It's it's still early, so not too sure. 
not too sure. I'm not too promised on Jimmy G, too. So, I mean, like I said, it's it's only week two, people. So, I'll get the benefit of, doubt of both teams, but I'm still t- sticking to my guns, nonetheless. But with that being said, this is Mitchell Anderson. This is Andrew Reserve. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back shortly to review the rest of the week. Welcome back. This is Engine Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. So I went in on Detroit, and I'm going to be fair. I got to go in on my team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I don't know what is going on these past two weeks. It's been a very eccentric uh, first two weeks of the NFL, but either way, Patrick Mahomes and Conor McGregor, a.k.a. Ryan Fitzpatrick, have been going absolutely crazy, and I can't I can only imagine what the numbers are putting up in fantasy. Good God in heaven. It looks like the same old bowl that's happening for Detroit is happening in the same old bowl that's going to Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, one week their defense shows up, and another week they're, you know, they're invisible. Our offense actually showed up for once and would have beaten Cleveland last week if this kind of type of offense would have showed up. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 60 pass attempts, 39-60, 452 yards, three passing touchdowns. James Conner was kind of silent with the carries this year. This week, but they didn't give him enough to get him going. Eight carries, 17 yards, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Jesse James went off, though, the tight end. Five receptions, 138 yards, one receiving touchdown. Um, but I don't know, man. Pittsburgh lost 42 to 37, their home opener. They were down 21 to nothing to start off right off the bat in the first quarter. And then Pitt rebounds and puts up 21 in the second. So they're tied at 21 21 in the first half. And then it's just a shootout from there, and it's just it's too much for Pitt to bear. And it's just, oh, God. It's just like, man, where's our, you know, linebacker core solid? It's just our pass coverage is absolutely positively hot butter. Just, 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 oh, just junk. I don't even have the words for it, but <laughs> either way, you know, it's just Kansas City is just, they're a high-powered offense, or they're more high-powered offense now. I think they actually got the key for a, for a quarterback, and Alex Smith really wasn't that bad of a fit for Kansas City. It's just they could never really get the job done. But with Patrick Mahomes throwing, you know, 10 passing touchdowns in his first two weeks as a rookie, 23 of 28, 326 yards, 6 passing touchdowns. This kid is phenomenal. He is nuts. Cream Hunt did his thing, 18 carries, 75 yards. Travis Kelsey, 7 receptions, 109 yards, 7 uh, receiving touchdowns. It's just, man, I, I don't know. It, Kansas City is just crazy. Uh, it's just uh, Juju Smith, he had a big game, 13 receptions, 121 yards, 1 receiving touchdown. Tony Brown, 9 receptions, 67 yards. James Conner with his 5 receptions, 48 yards. Uh, Sammy Watkins, six receptions, 100 yards. I was thankful for that. I mean, he's on my fantasy team, so I really couldn't complain. I was already accepting the L <laughs> um, entering the fourth because I knew Kansas City wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be stopped by Pittsburgh either way. It was just gonna it was a you know nonstop just back to back shootout. <laughs> it's just oh, but man, that <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is just that kid is. 154.8 QBR rating. 
I don't know if that's considered perfect. I can't remember what the perfect standards are for NFL, but that's pretty that's that's pretty much right on the money. And it's just like man. So either one of two things is either Kansas City either I don't know who they played week one, I can't remember, but either <laughs> the team they play week one is garbage or the Steelers are garbage or their defense is garbage. But either way, Kansas City is just crazy good. And I don't know. Could they be a threat? Could they be an actual official threat in the AFC? I don't. Not this year. Because as long as Brady, he got that man in, in uh, the Boston area, there's no way. Now with them, I must say, I was actually pretty surprised, hence why I started Brady for my fantasy football team this week, which come to bite me in the ass, because truth be told, Brady actually didn't have a bad game, 24-35, 234 yards, two passing touchdowns, but they lost 31-20, they were down 21-3 in the first half, and they just couldn't really get the ball rolling, Blake Bortles. Uh, 29 of 45, 377 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. I don't know what's gotten to him. He looks like he's actually becoming a great quarterback, but we'll see. Uh, Keenan Cole, seven receptions, 116 yards, one touchdown for the Jags. It's just the Jags defense, they actually have an offense now. They didn't really have much of a offense last year. That's why I kind of met to their demise and come to playoff time against New England. They did whoop uh, Pittsburgh's ass in the first round, the division, divisional round, I should say. So it's just, I don't know, man. Um, and personally, if it came to a playoff rematch between New England and Jacksonville, I'm going to lay money on New England. I can't lie. Y'all can say, you know, oh, I'm Dick Ride and Brady, this and that. I'm like, look, man, beating Brady not once is hard enough. Beating him twice in the same season, it's... That's nuts. It's uh, I'm not doubting. It's I'm not saying it's not possible, but man, that's that's a tough thing to do. I mean, not many people. I mean, I don't name a name a quarterback or anyone that or a team that's beaten Brady not once but twice. It's it's a rare thing, very rare. Um, but either way, man, that's uh, I don't know. So definitely the the top three teams for AFC contention. Is uh, it's it's I'm gonna st- still stick with New England, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Those are definitely the top three favorites for the AFC. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And over in Tampa Bay, Conor McGregor looked good at quarterback, aka Ryan Fitzpatrick. Four passing touchdowns, twenty-seven to thirty-three, over four hundred yards, one pick. And I don't know what's going on in Philly, but uh, they still look like they're kind of having that Super Bowl hangover. I mean, it does and it doesn't. Nick Foles played good, 35-48, 334 yards, one passing touchdown. Zach Ertz, 11 receptions, 94 yards. Deshaun Jackson, four receptions, 129 yards, one pa- or one receiving touchdown. I don't know. Tampa Bay, they're 2-0. They're high rolling, man. They're, they have a high-powered offense. Um they put up over 40 points against uh, the Saints. I mean, for God's sake. So it's just like, so either the Saints are kind of going to be an iffy, iffy team, like they'll be on the wild card hunt again this year, or 
and, or how can I say this? Either New Orleans is kind of maybe fall off the wagon. Maybe this might be Breeze's last year and Philly's having that Super Bowl hangover. Or maybe Tampa Bay's still good. But like I said before, and I'll reiterate it again, it's only week two of NFL. Still got 14 more games to go. But either way, I'd be pretty hyped as a Bucks fan. Conor McGregor's looking good as your y'all starting quarterback. So, <laughs> but uh, man, I don't know. It's it's gonna be crazy. Oh God! Just these past two weeks in NFL have already given me gray hairs. It's oh. <sighs> Either way, man. Oh man, it's Monday. I'm not feeling it today. I hope y'all are doing better than I am. Oh man, but uh, that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break. We'll break down Monday Night Football, and then we'll be right back shortly. This is Andrew Preserve Podcast. This is Injured Reserve, and welcome back. So, we got a Monday night game of Chicago Bears versus Seattle Seahawks. And uh, first thing I got to think of is that when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky, the starting quarterback for the Bears, young man out of North Carolina, first-round pick, first-round second pick, I should say. Uh, You know, honestly, he's just one of those quarterbacks that I don't think he's going to get you to the promised land. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that uh, that's going to, you know, I mean, he's he's just one of those quarterbacks that's just going to get the job done. You know what I mean? Like, last week at Green Bay, they lost by one, 24-23. Mitchell Trubisky was 23-35, 171 yards, 65 completion percentage. Not saying that's horrible. I mean, hell, he rushed for he had seven rush attempts for thirty two yards and one touchdown. But honestly, if you put someone that's a on a good quarterback level, like a Matt Ryan, you know, what I mean, or someone that could possibly have the chance to uh, put the nail in the coffin while Rodgers is hurt, someone like a Matt Ryan or Derek Carr, you know, what I mean, they they would have got that that job done. But it's just uh, I don't. He's not one of those guys. Honestly, Mitchell Trubisky just kind of reminds me of. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone. Uh, kind of like a Ty Detmer, you know what I mean? Or Matt Hasselback. He's just eh. He's just there. He can get the job done. You know what I mean? He's kind of. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy. I think that's who it was. Oh, God, that wasn't him. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the quarterback for uh, the 2000 Ravens. Because that's basically who it is. Oh, God. I'm doing the research real quick. I can't lie. I'm cheating. It's bothering me, though. Who was it? Trent Dilfer. That's who it was. It's kind of like a Trent Dilfer. You know, Chicago's defense, by all means, it's amazing. They They were like... They were top 10 last year in defense. They're going to be definitely top 5 this year. So that's the thing that I think Chicago's going to try and ride on this year. 
and which I don't think it'll work this year. It could, who knows, you know. We've seen, we've seen crazier things happen. But I don't see them going too far in the NFC. I think they can be somewhat of a threat in the NFC North, just not yet this year. If they can get someone better than Trubisky, because like I said, I think he's more of a Trent Dilfer, you know, just kind of, just one of those quarterbacks that just gets the job done, or a Charlie Batch. You know, he's... He's not that he's not that franchise. He's he's not that dude. So that's just my take. When they but them picking up Cleo Mack was huge. That was huge. And I know John Gruden and Oakland Raiders are kicking themselves in the ass right now because they're 0-2. They lost the last second field goal against Denver. Um they they they're starting off 0-2. And um Yeah, it's just ugh. Oakland lost 20-19, so that $100 million is looking not too solid for Oakland. So, who knows? As for Seattle, man, Russell Wilson, he I love Russell Wilson. Um, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, he never complains. You know what I mean? He's just a stand-up, solid dude. Um and I, he gets critiqued or hate a lot for no reason, I feel like, sometimes. He's just one of the dudes that just rolls with the punches. And, you know, that, that tells a lot about his character. You know, he's he's won a Super Bowl um, against uh, Denver. Um, should have won two against New England. Uh, the infamous should have carried the ball on the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch. But that's a topic for another day. But... Uh, I, you got to give Russell Wilson a lot of credit because ever since they let Marshawn go, they never really had a consistent run game since. And Russell Wilson has never really had a you know a consistent offensive line. And and then you know, good thing he's like mo you know mobile and agile. Otherwise, Seattle wouldn't have a chance of at playoff contention. You know they they shouldn't they shouldn't even made the playoffs. These uh, uh, not last year, but the year before that, they sure never made the playoffs, but they did, and they they won that first round against Detroit in the wild card. But that the the playmaker, the MVP of that team is Russell Wilson, bar none. I don't care what anyone says. That's the dude. If you want a franchise quarterback, and you uh, you know a young franchise quarterback, he'd be the dude I pick, no doubt. I build around him. And uh, another off-topic, though, besides the Monday Night Football game, I want to know y'all's thoughts on Vontae Davis, the Buffalo Bills cornerback, entering his 10th season. And uh, they lost against San Diego uh, yesterday. They they lost 31-20. to And they were down 28-6 going at the end of the first half. Excuse me. The end of the first half. And Vontae Davis said, screw it, I'm done, I retire, and just left. Then the first half. The crazier story, the craziest part about the story is that he didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell any players, didn't tell the coaches, didn't even notify a staff member. He just left. He took off his pads and just booked it. Which I just find it kind of odd and eccentric because... You would think someone would have noticed, I guess. I mean, you're in the locker room. Wouldn't you notice one of your teammates, like, he's unstrapping everything, and he's just, I, I don't know. Unless he waited till everyone went back out to the game, I don't know. 
but he, he didn't notify anyone, and then he goes on social media, I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram, but, and gave a long letter of, like, I, you know, basically, I don't have it no more, the thanks for everyone, and blah, blah, blah. it's like, I get it, if you want to retire, there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't wait until exactly game day to do it, you know what I mean, like, you wait until after the game, and you notify your teammates or players uh, and coaches, you know, that following Monday, like, look, man, I got I got no gas left in the tank. That's just, I don't know, that's a pretty shameful thing to do. That's just my, my opinion of it. That shows how much care you have for your other teammates and coaches in the franchise itself. So it's just... I don't know. It was a very uh, sad move on his part. Not a lot of people were happy about it. I thought it was hilarious. I can't lie. But, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, let's do a quick rundown here. So, we did Kansas City, Detroit, Seattle, and Chicago are tonight. Baltimore lost to Cincy. That was Thursday, 34 23. Cleveland is still winless, 21-18. That poor kicker, 2-4 on kicks, 0-2 on extra points. Cleveland should have won that game, but they didn't. Uh, like I said, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Bills, 31-20. The Colts beat Washington, 21-9. Miami beat the New York Jets, 20-12. Um, we already did Philly and Tampa. Atlanta beat Carolina, 31-24. Tennessee beat Houston 2017. Minnesota and Green Bay, hell of a game. Hell of a game. And they both tied 29-29. <laughs> so, in the span, I think I saw the stat. In the span of, like, all the games last year, last two seasons or whatever, it was like 200-something games, there were no ties. And with the span of 29 games, there's two ties. You know, that's Green Bay, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh, and Cleveland this year, so... Uh, that was a crazy stat. Los Angeles Rams putting in the work. Uh, 34 nothing against Arizona. Uh, we did New England and Jacksonville. Jacks 31, New England 20. Told y'all Denver last second field goal. They win 2019 against Oakland. And then Dallas against the New York Giants. And Dallas fans, y'all need to chill real quick. Along with... Everyone in Austin, Texas, or wherever, and along with Skip Bayless, y'all need to chill. That was one of the sorriest games I've ever seen. Dak Prescott, he still looks like one of those quarterbacks that's just, eh, he's okay. His rookie year, he, he had an amazing campaign. But now he just looks like your average Joe Schmo quarterback that's like, eh, he'll get the job done. But he's not the one that takes y'all to the Super Bowl. Zeke, he has yet to have, like, a big, like, you know, big game, you know, where he's over 150 yards like he did his, in his rookie year. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. It's, uh, <laughs> but y'all, Dallas, the Giants, it's the Giants for one. Let's be real. Eli Manning at the Eli we always known. But yet again, Eli was never consistent in the first place. <sighs> but, man, it's, I don't know. I'm just happy NFL is back. It's been crazy already. Gives us something to talk about every Sunday. That's for sure. Poor Cleveland. Keep y'all's head up, man. You poor Browns fans. I'm a Pitt fan, and I like. I can't lie. I didn't want to lose to y'all either. Nobody wants to lose to you guys. You guys are one and thirty-one. 
and now you're one and thirty-two and one <laughs> in the past two seasons and two games of 2018. Uh, but keep your head up, Cleveland. <laughs> Eventually, y'all get your time. That poor kicker, though. I feel bad for y'all, kicker. Oh, that's rough. That is rough. I was surprised Saints struggled with y'all. I thought they would blow y'all out that water, too. But you guys are playing your hearts out. You are playing your hearts out. I, I give y'all that. So, you guys are determined to get that first W of 2018 and end that streak. Since the last win was like 2016 of Christmas or whatever. I can't remember. It was some, cra- some kind of crazy stat. Uh, but the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns, only two teams in NFL history to go winless. 0-16. That is rough, no doubt. Man. But. Oh, man. Well, I think that about wraps it up today. Um, if y'all got any questions, concerns, or want to put a few comments on what y'all think so far of this NFL season, college, or if y'all even want to talk about, uh, you don't have to be sports, comics, anime, Marvel, DC, you name it. If anyone's got the new DC Universe subscription, let me know how it is. Really curious how that how that's going to be in the whole Teen Titans thing. Um, saw the first picture of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I don't like it. He looks like, you know, no country for old Joker. Like no country for old men. It, he just looks, he looks old. It's weird. He's not like young like he was in Gladiator. And I know that movie's like 17 years old, but still. It's just he he looks like he hasn't aged well these past few years, but I'm not I'm not a fan of that whole thing. I think that movie's gonna flop big time, so I don't know. But I hope y'all have a great uh start to your Monday. And uh this is Mitchell Anderson signing off. This is the Engine Reserve Podcast. Y'all have a great day. God bless. <laughs>